Productions. Algar Productions. And now, the continuing story of Contentment Corner, starring Caitlin Obum as Sheriff Metalia Steele and Randall Cleveland as Agent Gary Poole. Previously, the citizens of Contentment Corner had assembled for the second time for the wedding of noted rogue Case Cutchington and soap factory owner Ottawa St. Corby. Ugh. Quiet. But events transpired that resulted in the death of Case, the injury of at least 16 other town residents, and the near destruction of the soap factory. Yes, that part was quite satisfying, wasn't it? Will you please let me finish? Look, first of all, to whom are you even speaking? Second, you don't remember what else happened any more than the rest of us does. And tertiarily... I'm pretty sure you're not using that word correctly. I've had about enough of you as well, thank you. This whole situation is frankly absurd. A woman of my stature, of my class and breeding, of my financial status, locked up in a prison like some kind of street urchin. What year do you think this is? Indeed, Zizix Jones, owner of Zizix Cosmetics, did find herself in a holding cell at the Contentment Corner Sheriff's Department, along with... Along with a man suffering from severe delusions of third-person omniscience, a mousy little librarian, and whatever that is. Thank you very nice, Mrs. Robinson. May I please have another? In the aftermath of the factory incident, which, indeed, all in attendance were having difficulty recalling the details of, Cyborg Sheriff Metalius Steele had rounded up the most likely suspects, Jones, for her very openly stated desire to kill both St. Corby and Cutchington, Librarian Candida Prim. I don't have any idea why I'm here. I mean, I did want to talk to Case about some overdue books and a few probable incidents of library fraud, but I didn't kill him. I couldn't have killed him. Right? Clearly the authorities think you're a suspect, or you wouldn't be here. And the Tordovian Norse Porter, suspected of having ties to organized crime. Third charm's a time, I'm sure. I think you left someone off your list there, friend. Oh, right. Also, I was in the jail cell with the rest of them. Just because you couldn't provide identification, you poor thing. Sheriff Steele, it's about bloody time. Release me from this gaol at once! This what now? I think she's trying to spell jail the way they spell it in England without realizing that they still just pronounce it jail. Right. Listen, Zizix, I'm sorry, but I need to keep all of you in that cell until we can determine exactly what happened at the wedding earlier. And unfortunately, as far as we can tell, you all have a motive for wanting Case Cutchington dead. Honestly, they were just library books. I take my job seriously, but not that seriously. You might want to talk to your poor thing there. He personally brought you to our attention as a suspect when we were slapping the cuffs on him. He did. What? Candida was hurt. Why would this handsome stranger, for whom she had recently shown sympathy, betray her in this manner? I never said handsome. Never say again. Never. Yes. Well, I'm sure you have an excellent reason for detaining these assorted ruffians and rustabouts, but need I remind you that I'm an upstanding member of this community's highest echelon of power? I'm not sure I'd call the Rotary Club an 
echelon? Listen, Jones, I was hoping to spare you the indignity, but I heard that little speech you gave in your car just before the explosion. What? Speech? I don't have the faintest idea what you're insinuating. I'm going to murder Case Cutchington. Blast your cyborg hide! Now that's not where I keep my recording equipment, and you know it. I'm sorry, but you're all going to have to sit tight for just a little while. It's all right, Sheriff. We understand. You have a job to do. The ocelot of due process is a cruel summer. Right. So, you four ponder whatever that was for a bit, and I'll be back just as soon as I can. You haven't heard the last from me, Sheriff. Good, because we're going to be questioning you later. Sheriff! Oh, God. Sorry, Agent Poole, I'm still not used to- My horribly unappealing face? I was going to say having additional personnel in the station, but- But it's really the thing I said? Yes. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, what do you have for me? Allow me to answer that question, Sheriff, with a question of my own. Agent Poole, the largest employer in my town just exploded during what was supposed to be a pleasant social event. Sixteen people are in the hospital and one man is dead. Nobody on the scene remembers the wedding even starting, much less who killed the groom, despite the fact that it apparently happened in front of everyone at said event. I have a lot on my mind right now. And when you can perform as many trillion calculations per second as I can, having a lot on your mind takes on a whole new meaning. So with all due respect, I don't really have the time to play whatever weird rhetorical game you're trying to play with me right now. Seriously, in the time it took you to say all that, I'd have gotten my point across. Ask your question. Do you ever wonder why Contentment Corner seems like such a magnet for unusual activity? Supernatural occurrences, hyperscience, and the like? I told you, I don't judge as long as everyone plays nice. Well, I do wonder. The purview of M-U-C-U-S is the unconventional. You people have got to get a better acronym. Which, for some reason, is heavily concentrated here in Contentment Corner. We've always had an agent in or near the town, keeping an eye on things. Yet you never felt the need to alert local law enforcement of this. And I always wondered why. What makes this town so special? So I did some research. And you know what the answer was, Sheriff? I know that you've been talking for longer than I was a minute ago. I've been timing you. The answer is nothing. Contentment Corner is the most ordinary place in the entire country. All right, but obviously that's not... Measuring east to west... It's smack in the middle of the United States. Its population is dead center of what the government classifies as a small town. Average education, average crime rate, the list goes on and on. Oh, what, you're not going to share the entire list with me? In a hundred unconnected databases throughout the government and the private sector, this town is listed as the most unassuming place in the country. The ideal place to hide if you are, say, a vampire or a refugee from an alternate timeline. Or a robotic shell containing the preserved human brain. All right, I get it. This is all to say that while I've been discreetly monitoring the town on behalf of MUCUS, apparently the research division of MUCUS was either unaware of this or saw fit not to inform me that they set up a facility here. I feel like you may finally be approaching a point, but it's possible my proximity sensors are faulty. There's a man in your lobby who works at that facility. And I believe he has some information that might assist us in this investigation. You couldn't have just led with that? Seriously? Ah, Sheriff Steele. Just the person I was hoping to... If I didn't know better, I'd say you were Case Cutchington. Only you're not wearing an eye patch. Also, you're alive. Trillions of calculations per second. Yes, I can see how you might think that. My name is Professor Ace Cutchington. 
Case is my brother. Or was, I suppose. You've been waiting here since before we left for the wedding earlier, haven't you? I have, yes. Were you trying to warn us about something? Could we have prevented this whole mess? Not as such, no. I came to report a burglary. But I now believe that this event may be connected to the incident you're investigating. Tell me, Sheriff, are the witnesses at the scene having trouble remembering what they saw? They are... Well, as it happens, mere hours earlier, my secret lab was infiltrated and an experimental amnesia ray was stolen. We're researching amnesia ray technology? I don't remember anything about that. <laughs> According to my calculations, the person or persons who absconded with my device quite likely set it off at the wedding to obfuscate their maliciousness. Calculations, eh? Would you mind if I check those over? I don't actually have any calculations. That's just a thing I say to sound more intelligent. I knew it. You eggheads in research aren't so smart. Now, tell her the other thing. Which? The thing about the brain machine thing. Oh, maybe you should tell her. You're clearly the superior intellect here, Agent Poole. Gentlemen, I don't wear a watch because my internal processor keeps perfect time, but just imagine I'm pointing to a watch right now. Among the equipment in my lab is a quantum peptide polarity calibrator. Uh-huh. It's a machine that lets you go into someone's mind. Go... Go into... Yes. Someone's mind. Well, that's a vastly simplified way of saying it, but essentially, yes. If we have a live DNA sample, which we do, since I'm Case's identical sibling, and a mechanical organic interface, which we do, since... Since I'm a cyborg. Right. Then we should be able to jack you directly onto my psychospectrometer servers, as long as there's a bit of current left in my brother's brain. <laughs> sure, you, you can jack her onto your server, but... <clears throat> will you be able to jack her off again? Agent Poole, please. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a vital question, Professor. Could you jack this woman off or not? Much as it goes against my programming to veer away from this sort of talk, we need to stay focused. Professor, you think we'll be able to see who killed Case in those faded brain impulses? That's the working theory, yes. Right. I suppose we're off to this lab of yours. Poole, you're on corpse duty. But why... Oh. All right, that's fair. Walk with me, Professor, and tell me about this amnesia ray of yours. Well, in layman's terms, it renders the short-term memory of anyone within range completely blank, effectively obscuring any recollection of events within about ten minutes of its activation. I see. Unless, of course, the subject is already suffering from a form of amnesia, but the likelihood of that... In contentment corner, the likelihood of that is extremely high, actually. How have I not reached some kind of a forest yet? I've been running for what feels like days, and there's not so much as a single tree in this moon-forsaken wasteland. I can't pick up the wafting scent of my prey in the wind of a cornfield. All I can smell is corn. Ugh. My nostrils are full of its starchy, yellow Non-treeness. I don't know what happened back there at the wedding, but I seem to have recovered my memory. Yes, it's all coming back to me now. My destiny. The myriad plans that I have in motion to achieve said destiny. It is a pity poor case had to die for me to remember who I truly am. But on the other hand, 
I think we both knew I could do better. And by better, I mean worse, in the sense of being evil. Yes, Flay's Carousel may have temporarily forgotten who he was, but the world shall never forget. Not ever! I had no idea the structure was here. Well, that would sort of defeat the purpose of a secret facility, would it not? <laughs> no, seriously, I have this. I don't need any help, thanks. An agent in my peak physical condition could easily carry a grown human who apparently weighs seven or eight tons. A human skeleton could not support that kind of weight. You'd need some kind of exoskeletal structure to even attempt. That's as far as I'm carrying this thing. That thing was this man's brother, Agent Poole. Show a little respect. Not necessary. My brother was aroused about of the highest order and deserved respect neither while he was alive nor in his current state. I can attach the electrodes to the most convenient orifices just as easily from his rather undignified position on the floor as I could from that table you've just placed him on. Thank you, Sheriff. Just hook me up to your damn machine. Let's get this over with. I miss being the charming one. All right, I'm synchronizing the base ganglia with the Delta Region Alpha Wave Dampener. It looks to me like you just pushed a big red button. That's what I said, yes. Are you comfortable, Sheriff? I'm sitting in a structure in the town I'm charged with protecting, a structure I didn't even know existed until this morning. I have a town full of confused, terrified people who can't remember witnessing a murder that happened right in front of them, and I'm stuck between a rotting corpse and a passive-aggressive pissing contest between two federal agents. Comfortable isn't exactly- Eureka! I think you mean Eureka. Well, the solution to this problem was reached heuristically, so- Oh my god, I will give you, let's see, uh, $3.00. 72 cents and a Malto meal tab right now if you will just shut up. Must you pace back and forth like that? Well, I'd beat a tin can against the metal bars of our cell, or perhaps play a harmonica if I had those things. Those are traditional activities when you're in the pokey, are they not? I don't think anyone has ever called it that. Ever. I'm an orky from Hokey Pokey. That's what it's all about. You're awfully concerned with my activities, Miss Nosy Knickers. I'd think you'd want to direct your ire at our mysterious gentleman with the rich baritone whom threw you under the double-decker bus. Who, not whom. And I've expressed my disapproval with him in the proudest tradition of librarians everywhere. Indeed, since learning that I had been responsible for having her placed in police custody... Candida had been regarding me with an icy glare and the most unwelcoming of body language. But she would soon discover that this, like so many other events in Contentment Corner, was no accident. For reasons that would become clear to her in the near future, Candida was in this particular place, at this particular time, for a reason. Who died and made you a corpse, General Motors? Now that I think of it, I wish I did have something to rattle against these bars. I can see how that might be satisfying in a primal sort of working-class way, but they confiscated my personal belongings when they threw me in here with you lot. Oh, are you saying that you're somehow better than we are? That because you're rich, and let's not forget British? In truth, Zizix Jones was not- Yes, 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 that's quite enough out of you now. Ah, is it my turntable? 
I'll be gladified to lead the singer song. <clears throat> Come a yak, my lord. Come a yak. Where in the blue bloody blazes is that sodding constable anyhow? Oh, I am tripping balls. Sheriff, what do you see? Uh, well, actually, now that I've had a minute to adjust, it's pretty mundane. I'm seeing a bunch of really familiar locations, which I'm pretty sure Case Cutchington was never in my home, so I don't... The dreamscape is being represented to you in symbols you can understand. Yeah, that's stupid. It seems unnecessarily boring and cheap. Uh, I just flew by a bunch of gyrating people in swimsuits over there. I assume that's Case's sex drive. Certainly not mine, because as I said, they're wearing swimsuits. Uh, can you describe them, please? Quiet. There's Case sitting at a desk in school with his underwear around his ankles, tidy whities of course, and a rather large pile of teeth collected therein. Nightmares, you think? And... oh. Oh? I'm entering a large enclosure of file cabinets labeled Secrets. Stand by. Not very imaginative, was he? Not especially, no. Hmm. This one says, I know where the thigh bone of St. Corby is, and it's been stamped, This is a lie, in red. I plan on being faithful to Ottawa, also stamped. I know what I'm doing, that one's stamped, that these are all lies. There must be tens of thousands of these here. You know, it's been a while since I've read the Constitution, but I'm pretty sure this must be a violation of some amendment or other. Oh, hello, Case. I was wondering if I'd see you in here. Sheriff? It's fine, Agent Poole. I'm just talking to the ghost of a man inside his own brain. Ghost? I'm afraid so, Mr. Cutchington. As an officer of the law, it's never easy for me to tell someone this, but you're dead. Oh, yeah? How'd I go out? I was hoping you could tell me that. Well, it's, it's not easy to remember. I always thought death was supposed to bring clarity, but things are awfully fuzzy. I'll try my best. What's going on in there, Sheriff? Stand by, Agent Poole. I think we may be close to an answer. Uh, I remember now. It's all so clear. That's great, Mr. Cutchington. So tell me, who killed you? You did, Sheriff Steele. No, I didn't. Uh, well, it was Bigfoot? Mr. Cutchington, I know Bigfoot. Bigfoot is a friend of mine, and I can say with certainty that Bigfoot did not murder you. Well, what about heart disease, then? Heart disease probably wouldn't have blown up a factory full of people when it killed you. You know what? We don't have time for this. Just get out of my way. But don't you want to talk about what happens after you die? I can answer some fundamental existential questions about- Hey, don't touch that! As per the usual highly advanced symbology of this place, I'm currently looking at a row of VHS tapes full of Case's memories. Looks like the last one is still in the unit. Don't play that tape! I'm playing the tape. Right, there's the wedding. There's Case. And, oh look! <laughs> there's some Tordovian mobsters setting off what I assume is your amnesia device, Professor. And... Yes, killing case. Right, but they were working for Bigfoot. I'm ready to come out now. Wow, so you actually spoke to the ethereal remains of a dead man inside his own body. What was that like, Sheriff? Irritating. Now listen, I know who murdered Cutchington. As it happens, I already have the man in custody in a holding cell. 
I think I can take it from here. I appreciate your help, both of you, but I want to be clear about something. I don't like having my authority undermined. Protecting this town is my responsibility. But we're also here Shut up a minute. I'm in indignant speech mode. I think the record will show that I am a tolerant person. You might be shocked at just how tolerant I am, depending on how explicit those secret government records of yours are. But I have to draw the line somewhere. And that line is the city limits of Contentment Corner. Uh, I suppose I could move my facility outside the town. And I could go back to my undercover post on the train that doesn't actually stop here. Of course, I could still stop in for a social visit when I'm off duty. Nah, I don't think that'll be necessary. Oh. All right, then. Camp Town ladies sing this song. Doodar, doodar. Campground layers five tiles long. Oh, the hum Don't you know any songs that aren't in the public domain? Tordovians are known for their almost obsessive devotion to copyright law. I'm just impressed he actually seems to know the words to this one. The actual English words. All right, Prim, Jones, and Mystery Man, you're out. Finally. You'll be hearing from my solicitor about this. I can't wait to get home to the range and clean the dogs out of my cat flap. Not so fast. Norse Porter. Present tense. I'm charging you with the murder of Case Cutchington. It's a fair. Copper. You have the right to remain silent. I already met Carmen Miranda. And I know a Starsky from a handsaw. Yeah, I'm just going to keep reading you your rights because I have no idea what that means. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Hi, I was told I could retrieve my personal effects here. All right, here you go. Oh, these aren't. This is Sizzix Jones stuff. But what she's doing with this? Yes, thank you. Let me just sign my name. Sizzix Jones. Three Z's, two I's, and an X. That's my name. Thank you. Goodbye. You there, police lackey, fetch my belongings at once. Sure thing, Miss Prim. Prim, you've clearly bafflingly mistaken me for that timid, diffident little book mouse. I don't think a book mouse is actually a thing. You watch your tongue, or you may find that you're not a thing. Fondella, I've had a right bastard of a day with what being wrongfully detained by the local authorities and so forth. And then... And then, Fondella, those incompetent Kensington cops lost the possessions they confiscated from me. Can you imagine? Fondella, are you there? Oh, blast. What's the point of having an assistant if they're not around to endure your angry tirade? Oh, Fondella, there you are. Hello, Sizzix. <gasps> Place! Episode 9 of Contentment Corner featured Mark Bosco as Ace and Case Cutchington, Randall Cleveland as Agent Gary Poole, Robert Cooper as the narrator, Terry Drozdak as Candida Prim, Nathan Lejeunesse as Flas Carousel, Kara O'Connor as Zizix Jones, Caitlin Obum as Sheriff Metallius Steele, Amanda Smith as Deputy Cinder, and Jason Wallace as Norse Porter. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt and produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2016. Right, then we should be able to jack you directly onto my psychosur... You can write this shit, George, but you can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> my psychospectrometer service. <laughs>